Chapman said in a uh, message, me in a Patreon message saying, there's a, uh, I'm making a drinking game. Every time Danny says, shut up, drink. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be fucking gone oh, by the end of an episode. Right? Because <laughs> I'm going to purposely be a fucking douche. <laughs> it t- took you a minute to you get that have, word you, out there, You don't man. have to try very hard. You know. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 110. Jesus, didn't realize we're that far already. Of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. Over there, solving a two by two Rubik's cube. We have Trying. Danny. What's up? He's still learning the permutations and the algorithms and all the maths. Basically. And then we have the janky boggle with us, JB himself, live in the flesh. Finally. Yep. I had conferences. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's excuses. 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 Well, the good news is they didn't think that you were like there was conferences on you. They realized that it was your kids. Some of those kids are taller than them, so it's understandable. They can touch the basketball hoops. They can at least touch the top of the doorway. <laughs> do your kids do that? Is that a thing? If there, if there's any young kids, first <laughs> off, talk to your parents. Why are they letting you listen to us? Second off, if you're listening to us, answer me this: Do you still do kids still jump up and touch the top of a door frame to I be cool? I think it's just a kid thing to do. I, st- I still do it. <laughs> You still can't reach, though. <laughs> oh, no, I can reach. But I, to get, I still do it. Has to get a springboard, Olympic-sized mats, all that preparation. But, yeah, no, answer, answer is that. But, anyways, uh, that's all three of us. Thank you guys for joining us on this fine podcast day. Let's begin our episode by thanking, well, first off, let's thank all of you guys that are just out there listening. Person, you listening helps us and makes us feel very important that people actually care about what we think, and that's kind of cool. I'm in a gushy mood because we got a message from Patreon Nikki saying that he he didn't he hasn't listened for the last couple months or last couple episodes, and he's been really busy. But he got his playmat and he said it was a really nice surprise and it made me feel good. So that's good. So I'm like, I just want to thank everybody that's listening to us because it was like, ah, that's awesome. So all listeners out there, thank you so very much. If you could keep listening, that'd be cool. Or if you don't like us. That's cool. I just I just took that down. That's not good. Anyways, let's. If you don't listen to us, then fuck you. <laughs> Thank our patrons. First off, in our patrons, we have a new Patreon member. No modifier. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Welcome. Thank you for being an epic magic folk. Now let's give a big thank you also to Big G, Wade97, Chapman, D Moose, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String Chapman, and Nikki. Thank you guys for being patrons. And if you guys want to be patrons too, we have a Patreon page. We have two tiers right now, $3 and a $10. $3 tier gets you put into a monthly drawing for booster packs, and the $10 tier gets you put in for a drawing for a commander card where valued around $20. Now Let's give a big thank you to our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming. Let's hear an ad from them now. 
Matt still doesn't have the ad read. I got a part of the script set up. Oh, my God. Now, now, it came across my mind for getting this set up. Oh, my God. As we get one of your wives to read this one. Nope. Maddie has the intro. Then one of your wives. My wife is not going to read. Talk to Rachel. The the J-dubs. And then the other wife will read the outro. Full family participation here. My wife will be an absolute no. (sighs) Guaranteed. Worth, Worth a shot. Give me your number. I'll text her. <laughs> Man, this is important. This is life or death. Yeah, because I think it would be great to have all three of our wives participating in this. But anyways, uh, JDub Sports Cards and no. Gaming, they have all of your magic supplies and needs that you'd ever want. They have in a strad, I was going to say Crimson Vow, but that the pre-orders aren't out for that yet. I imagine he's going to be mentioning those here very shortly because we're only like, Three, four weeks away from that now? We're a month away from Crimson Vow. Uh, spoilers start next Thursday. Next Thursday. So the 28th. Then, then we're three weeks away. Oh, four, four weeks from final release, three weeks from pre-release. Yes. So it's coming up. Yeah, spoilers so start pre- next week. So pre-orders, I imagine, at J-Dubs are going to be coming up shortly. But aside from that, they also have Midnight Hunt set boosters, collector boosters, and draft boosters. They have, they're have they stocked up on all of the commander decks. If you want your undead demir one i can't remember the name of that one or coven counters they're stocked up on those go pick them up there they got play mats as well dice and if uh magic's something that doesn't float your boat and you're listening to this first off thank you second off they have things that might cater to those needs as well they have D and sports cards and pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! and also they have like official the walking dead trading cards and then there's the Seven Deadly Sins trading cards, like the anime Seven Deadly Sins. I saw that there. But they have a lot of things there. Also, they have Commander going on every Thursday. They have Modern and Legacy Leagues going on Saturday and Sunday. And with that, I think that's everything. Good job. J-Dubs, thank you so much for sponsoring us. Now, we ready to jump into that breakdown of how this episode is going to get laid out for our listeners? Finally. Hey, that's pretty fast comparatively. Hold on. Let me double check it. God something. damn it. Oh, thank goodness. I was worried there for a second. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to hit record. <laughs> Rookie. That would have been so bad. Oh, I would have been so pissed at you. Well, oh, at, least it would just, at least it would have just been the intro. So the breakdown is going to get laid out like this for you. We're going to go over to the boggle desk where JB is going to tell us about some salt reports and some pioneer and modern challenges. After that, he's going to tell us about some upcoming events. From there, Danny, he has a big position, a big part talking about the BNRs that happened. A surprise BNR. Was it, though? I think it caught everybody off guard. A little bit, yeah. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Yep. And then from the BNRs, going to jump over to a blog talk again with Danny. From there, we're going to cover some news that revolves around some robberies and MTG melee and color pies. And, of course, we're going to cover the secret lair drop that was announced as well. From there, going to jump into the finance section and then close off with a deck of the week. And then from there, y'all can go home. So are you ready for this? Y'all ready for this? All right, yep. Copyright infringement. We're all... Ah, damn it. Shut we're, up. We're canceled. I swear. <laughs> you're just going to like... Intent, not intentionally. You're just going to like... Shut up. Let's go. Colin, be careful. <laughs> you put the challenge out there. Shut up. He put the challenge out That's there. That's just me, not you. Yeah, it did say when Danny says, shut up. Okay, and with that, JB, let's go over to the Boggle Desk. No salt report. 
We're not talking about it. It's, what the fuck? It's the JB Salt Report. No, do you play Magic this week? No. No Salt Report. <sighs> I didn't play Magic either. Right. In-laws came into town. Found out something. I haven't been to the food court in the mall in a long time. We went to the mall, and that's why I bring this up. There's a poke bowl there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. I went it's been to, there for I tried a couple it. months. It's pretty good. Went to Leanne's instead. You fucking... I didn't pay attention. God, you... I sat down and Maddie comes with poke bowl and she's and I'm like, well, it's actually ramen. Yeah, and it was like it's like and ramen. How did you not fucking see it because it's right next to fucking Leanne Chaney? No, there's a a subway and something else that's no, it's It's subway fucking next to it. Leanne's literally right fucking next to it. Leanne's sorry, Leanne's kept the and then Cajun Cafe. Yeah, those are the two that are together in the corner by the play area. Yeah, so it's Cajun Leanne's. Ramen, then, yes. Si- uh, no, no, no. Ramen's not there. That's Subway. That's right there. No, Subway's no, last. Subway's there's last. There's something between. No, there's, no, there's not. not. I swear to God, there is. There never has been. I would it's, have noticed it's that. It's cafe, Chinese, ramen, Subway. Yep. I'll take your word for I it. I bet you a hundred bucks. Exactly, Mr. Oblivious. Blind. Jesus I'm Christ. Oblivious. So I had, I had rice and honey chicken while Maddie was having a poke bowl with uh, Naruto Miki's. Mikai. It's a little swirly fish. Mm-hmm. I know. I had one too. They're good. I know. She gave me those because it's she doesn't so eat fish. So anyways, <laughs> no so salt. We, we didn't play magic. So let's jump yeah, into the no first. Guess that is the salt report. <laughs> yes. Yeah, salt report. The salt Fucked report. up and wasn't paying attention that there's a poke bowl in the yep. fucking food court at the mall. Yep. He oh, just sucks. You those, suck at life. <laughs> those living in the FM area and like to go check out J-Dubs. Notice. Pay attention. There's a poke bowl in the food court. Now. Yes. Learn from Matt's mistakes. We're here to help you so you don't fuck up and become the next salt report. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, we had a pioneer challenge on Sunday. And it looks like first place we have a Rakdos, pretty cool, whatever you want to call it, Croaks of Dread Horde Arcanist shenanigans. Oh, they got a Legion's end in the side. That's a card you don't see too often. and Right? Because it, it exiles. It's a single one. I'm trying to think. Like, I'm trying to. I'm trying to stay back in Pioneer a lot more because I think Pioneer is definitely going to be the format of choice. Because you know, historic kind of like sucks balls. Yeah. <laughs> because of uh, the the jumpstart shenanigans. Standard's not any better. And I feel it's better now, with, at least without Throne of Eldraine. Mm, yeah, I mean, still pretty shitty. After after worlds happening, you definitely see a lot of all run to Epiphany side. There's, effects, yeah, there's but, a lot of control happening. But Teamer. Team or treasure or something, but we're not talking standard. We're talking pioneer. So let's keep right. going <laughs> before we deviate. But we just want to hear Danny say "shut up" so we can get somebody drunk. Chapman, <laughs> <laughs> Chapman, careful. Pace yourself. Have some water. <laughs> I get him water drunk. <laughs> oh my god, Chapman, no. <laughs> oh my god, you got fucking water world over here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, second you know, place. I could see Danny oh, doing a good Tom Hanks Halloween costume. Tom Hanks is in Waterworld, right? No. Kevin Costner is. Fuck. You're thinking Castaway, sir. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Either way, Danny. <laughs> so like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Fucking Tom Hanks. Jesus Christ. You've got mail. <laughs> fuck oh, off. Hold on. I still like Tom Hanks, even if he wasn't in Waterworld. Oh my god! 
Should have been there. Fuck you, Kevin Costner. Oh, my God. <laughs> As Kevin Costner comes crashing through the wall. Fuck you, buddy. Pow. Kool-Aid man style and just right, knocks just me out knocks like a you porpoise. Fuck out. <laughs> Can we get back on topic? Sorry. You're supposed to say it, though, Danny. <laughs> he, had, he, had, he has Chapman's well-being in mind right now. <laughs> he, he's like, I know we're only like 15 minutes in, and we got like another hour to go, and I don't want Chapman to die. <laughs> shot, 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 shot. Everybody. Punch you, punch you in the arm and then kick you in the shin and karate chop you in the throat. Good news is you won't have very far to go in between exactly. targets there. Yep. I'll give him one solid swoop. <laughs> Whack. Swoop. Good shit. Dunk. Swoop. There it is. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> I was trying to until I was rudely interrupted by Matt. <laughs> so second place was Naya Midrange. Is there anything new in this one? They got uh, to- Tovalar. Is that a new one? Huntmaster, yeah. Because it just yeah, brutal. Yeah, brutal Cathar is new. That one's a stupid card. I hate that card. It's really focusing on Wynota kind of right uh, shenanigans here, and then it pairs very well because like those humans come into the transformed as their werewolf sides with that. So. Uh, Nea Winona, Winona combo aggro. Winona should never have been printed. Oh no, it's still a pretty pretty good card. It's dumb. It's dumb, but it's not busted dumb. No, but pretty freaking close. It, it it teeters towards the line. Yes, it does. It it rides that fine line. It was banned in historic or was abandoned standard. Both, I think. All right. So third place, we have a Gruel Embercleave deck. Let's call it that. Yeah. Seems it's just adventures with a uh, little less adventures, right? I mean, got glory bringer, yeah. gruel spell break- breaker. Scoos. So it's just it's just really going in for the beats. Got some ramp. Yeah, the the only ramp is fucking yeah, mana dorks. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. It's got seven mana dorks. Oh shit, it doesn't even have a beanstalk giant. I thought I saw a beanstalk giant, but nope. I'm just fucking crazy. Nope, nope, nope. It's got the questing beast though, and the lair of the hydra. Manland. Fuck yeah. Ah, dude. Hell yeah. Destructive Revelry. What's that one? Destructive Revelry is green, red, instant, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Destructive Revelry deals two damage to that permanence controller. That's worth it for red, green. Yeah. Yeah. This card is seen play in Commander, and I think it's actually seen some sideboard play in Modern. In Ponza, if I'm not mistaken. But... All right, I was going to say it's be very niche and modern. Yeah. I'm surprised that actually doesn't see a little more play because of Urza Saga now. Uh, there's probably better options, especially because that forces you into red-green. Yeah, yeah. I think the two the two damage is just kind of not worth the having to be in red-green because yeah. mono-green has more uh, efficient. True, you removal. got like Force of Vigor, yeah. and then now you got that, what was that werewolf that we're on about that's like, uh, thrashing Brontodon. Oh, yep, that one. But when it turns its were- werewolf side, when it attacks, it destroys. Yeah, dude. Again, gonna note here: early finance. Keep an eye out for that one. That one's a, that one's gonna be like a a couple dollar uncommon, easily. So in fourth place, we had an Is It Phoenix deck, only down to one Crackling Drake. That's surprising. I'm more surprised they don't have they they aren't testing the the fucking smoldering egg. 
Oh yeah. That's I mean I'm, I wouldn't replace it with a uh, the crackling Drake, but you know maybe like a, a split with two and two thing in the ice and smoldering egg. It's just right. kind of like test it out. But I don't know. Maybe Pioneer's not that um, pioneering <laughs> in testing new kinds. It's, at the it's moment. a dead format. So it's not dead. It's coming back. It's it's dead. We got Challenger decks now. It's dead. Top so fifth and sixth, we have a couple Boros burn decks. Did Danny's ears perk up? No, Danny's too engrossed in his little two by two. <laughs> and then seventh place, we had Bant Spirits. I do, I do want to say with those that Boros Burn, it does have a playset of Play with Fire in the first one and the second one. Nice. And then eighth place, we have another Gruel deck, which is basically the same as the other one. Yeah, yeah. This one has Graft Diggers yep, cage on the side. Say it's got the Graft Diggers instead. Got one less copy of Clothis. It's got Fry. I don't think the other one had Fry either. I don't think so either. So yeah, those are your top eight for your Pioneer Challenge. Now moving on to a modern challenge. Before we move on, Wade wants to tell us that today's video is sponsored by Ray <laughs> oh Shadows. I was wondering about that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> Had to wait for a good segue there. Wade, thank you for helping keep the lights on with Ray Shadow Legends. Right. Now, if only he'll do the paperwork for us. Right? No, no. The the real joke is on us. He's actually affiliated with Raid Shadow Legends, and this is his way of trying to get us to accept it. No, this is how he it. gets money. He makes money off of us, and we just <gasps> let him. Wade. <laughs> Are you fucking using us? Yes. <laughs> you bastard. More power to you. Why do you think he has a copy pasted? <gasps> this week in conspiracies. Yep. <laughs> Fucking making free money off our ass, you son of a bitch. How dare. Do it more. <laughs> oh, God. Do it more, Daddy. Oh, yeah, that just turned real weird real quick. Do it more, Danny. <laughs> oh, God. Have you ever noticed that, da- Dan? <laughs> Have you ever noticed that, Danny? <laughs> You're just a couple letters away from Daddy. Oh, shit. God. So are you. What? Just a couple letters. Matt and Daddy. A couple letters. It's more than a couple. Find a few. There we go. Three. It's three letters. Three, yeah. You're a letter. Like some two letters. But they're the same letter. But still two letters. Daddy Danny. Anyway. <laughs> God. God. That got real He's weird. Smoking. Sorry. Got real weird real quick. Everybody go straight to the patron. Thank you, Wade. You're so you're so generous. Oh my god! If you're only making ten dollars or whatever, three dollars off of hey, hey, Ray Jettle Legends. Two things. Two things. He has to write that up. Oh, I mean, we got to write it off on our taxes too because of he's sending the money to us. Damn it! I was about to say he's the one paying taxes on that, but we got to pay taxes on that because it's coming to Patreon. Right. Anyways. Next challenge. Yes. So it's a modern challenge. And this is, whoever wrote this up is like. Fried. Really dumb because it's labeled as blue, red, green, but it's only got the red, green mana pips. And it also has white in it. it <laughs> Technically. Has, it has blue because of negation. Right. I know. I just realized that. I'm like, okay, so that's where the blue is. But then they missed the white. Like. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Goldfish. Check your algorithm. Yeah, but it's it's Char Belcher. Fucking Char Belcher took this down, man. Yep. Which is Char Belcher. Fucking crazy. 
to think about. Of noted cards here, because I don't think we've talked about a Charbelcher deck in a while, no. Strike It Rich from Modern Horizons 2, the single red creative treasure token, and then it has flashback for two and a red. That's shown up as a playset in here. What's that uh, Song Mad Treachery? Is that a newer one? Uh, no, that's the one from, it's the MDFC from Zenikar Rising. It's red, 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 three sorcery, gain control of target creature till end of turn, untap it, it gains haste. And then it's uh, a tapped red on the backside. Hmm. Why so, have we never seen that one? I'm pretty sure it's been in there. It's only a one of, and it's just there to produce the red mana. Oh, that could be. But yeah, the Striker Rich, only thing that's in here of note, I would say, compared to previous builds. I mean, I guess Pack to the Titan. I don't think Pack to the Titan was in previous Char, Char Belcher decks, right? Or am I mm, fucking crazy? Yeah, I don't think so. And then it got four Furies in the side. Because, boy, can it, like, pitch everything to that. Right. So second place, we had a blue-white control, which is stupid. Don't play it, please. Don't be that person. Kahira uh, Companion here, along with Memory Deluge, showing up as a three of in the instant slots. Quick, quick giving people ideas, Matt. Friends, <laughs> friends don't let friends play control. I think the other thing in here is like it's putting Spreading Seas main board. I think we talked about this the last time we were talking about Azorius control. Is mm-hmm. it's for the Urza Saga matchups, and then I mean hitting hitting a lot of different kind of lands is super important right now in this modern because I don't know people don't seem to be a lot of the lists that we see are pretty low on basics. I mean it hits it it, it hits lands and stuff, but like disrupting their colors is super important. Like making uh, I was gonna say a Merc Tide. <laughs> But Merktide is double blue, and this makes an island. So Merktide's a bad example. But you can cut off your opponent if you're on the play. Cut off your opponent from dropping down a, a Regavan or another DRC and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spreading Seas is dumb. Fucking hate that card. It's a good card. No. I like it. No, it's not. Especially paired with Merfolk. So in third place, we have Jeskai Stoneblade. Yeah, dude. And it has Cauldre Completes. Trying to Chalice of the Void main board, too. That's just disgusting. Other than that, nothing too spectacular. Nope. They're going all in on Furies over Solitudes. I think previous builds of it, they're definitely all in on the Solitudes over right. the Furies. So they're also enjoying having Furies in the main. Fourth place, we've got another blue-white control. Same sort of horse shit. This has a J- Jace the Mind Sculptor. Oh, oh, wow. Yep. And it's down Jace-y a spread- boy. Down a Spreading Seas and down a Memory Deluge. But I want to note that this also has Hall of the Storm Giants in here, the creature land from the, the Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, AFR. That's the 7-7 Ward 3 creature land. There's also Canister playing it. Yeah, fucking Canister. What a legend. Oh, and Celestial Colonnade in here, a one of each. So it's like, you can kind of choose what creature land you want here. I mean, it's not really a choose, but like both are pretty versatile. Of what they do. Like, Hall of the Storm Giants is a beat stick. Yes, it is. It's dumb. Depending on how soon uh, a Murktide came down. Like, if you're swinging in with this over with a Murktide, like, this is going to be late in the game and stuff, clearly. But it can potentially go toe-to-toe with a Murktide that's not super buffed yet. If you're attacking, you can't block it. But mm-hmm. So, fifth and sixth place were both living index. Seventh place is another blue-white control. And eighth place is an Is It Tempo deck. Is the tempo hashtag Merktide Regent style yep. deck? Merktide shenanigans. Merktide monkey. Have you heard about this? <laughs> you heard about the macaque monkeys, right? 
What? Macaque. I don't like where this is going. So there's a species of little monkeys called macaques, and it... <laughs> you just you just he, got that. No, no, I I've got it. It's just the fact say, that was... it's just the fact that it keeps saying it. Right? What macaque? So this group of macaque monkeys. <laughs> it's the amount of the right? amount of times you said it. Right. These monkeys okay. What, what about these monkeys? Macaque. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this um, group of macaque. Say monkeys. Macaque monkeys. Just say monkeys that these researchers are watching. And recently, the alpha male was taken down by a female. So you could say that this macaque got macaque blocked and this female is now the alpha apparently as well so why the hell are these scientists watching macaque watching macaques (laughs) beat macaques (laughs) say it danny niv mizzet just say no the other word (laughs) you can't say niv mizzet this episode you can't you can't say already said it but 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 yeah so this female macaque like bitch slapped this male macaque so anyway (laughs) And took over as Alpha. Moving along to bans and restrictions. The macaques have now officially changed their names. We're just skip skip upcoming. upcoming. Fuck it. Fuck it. Go for it. (laughs) Banned and restricted. The the macaques have officially changed their species to... Hercock. (laughs) Mavages. Are you done? Uh, I see. Block. I knew there was a I'm joke in there somewhere, no, and I'm no, like, "This is fucking terrible." No, Matt. no, but but this is serious. This is 100 percent serious. If you fucking look it up, look it up. Yo, like, type on your phone. No, macaque taken or macaque beaten by female for alpha or something like that. It'll pull up the scientific study on it. There's, a, it, it, it was hilarious. A macaque got beat up by a macaque. Can you move along to upcoming events, please, sir? Greatly appreciated. <laughs> I thought we were skipping it. We we're going to ban. No, we're going to keep. We're obviously we're going to keep in the hole. Just, ma- just make him flatter. As well, the fact that I was trying to get Matt oh, off this topic. I thought you were serious. I got all monkey excited. cocks. I got all no, excited. Not monkey cocks. They're called macaques. It's the species of monkey. They're a little. They're like a small monkey. So anyway, just, you punt, want just punt them. Just hold on, hold on. Hey Google. Oh, God. What's a macaque? Macaque is used as a noun to mean a medium-sized, chiefly forest-dwelling <laughs> old-world monkey which has a long face and cheek pouches for holding food. Do you want to hear how macaque is spelled? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Macaque is spelled M-A-C-A-Q-U-E. You sick fucks here. You thought it was a dick. <laughs> Macaque. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't need to know your porn preference. What, you're not into monkeys throwing shit? Not really. <laughs> oh my God, I don't even know where we are anymore. Upcoming events. <laughs> SCG Con. Yay. They are not sponsored by macaques. No, it's just macaque. Get it right. There's no plural unless you're Amish. Then you got three of them. Or, or it could just be Mrs. Macaque since she's now the alpha. Mrs. Macaque block. No, that'd be. <laughs> that'd be that's her, called her Mrs. Cock. That's Mrs. Moose. 
No, that would be my children. <laughs> yeah, children are definitely the bigger cock blocks. Like, if you put him a cock and his kids together. Oh, I was just saying the alpha. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I'd give... I think the macaque has a good chance against both your kids. They'd probably end up fighting each other. They're about the same size. And the macaque would use that to its advantage. And then Mrs. Macaque will come in and just, like, slap everybody. That's what I'm saying. She's the alpha. Mrs. Macaque. going to macaque slap him. Leave him a cock stamp. So anyways, let's move along. (laughs) (laughs) You're still not saying it, Danny. He has he has Colin's best interest in mind. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Get drunk, fucker. Upcoming events. <laughs> Upcoming events. SCG con. Just make it quick. That's what she said. Like the macaque. Yep. Macaques are small. I get things done quick. <laughs> So SCG con. Did you just say SCG macaque? Shut up! <laughs> he said it this time. Fucking Christ! <sighs> okay. All right. So SCG con is back. Yay! Yay! It's back, and it's going to be in Roanoke, Virginia. Fun begins on Thursday, October twenty eighth, when they host a pair of last chance invitational qualifiers. Plus a special commander celebration early access event at downtown Roanoke City Market Building. So go on a vacation. Go to Roanoke. Fuck it. Go play some magic. It's not next weekend. It's the weekend after the 31st. 29th through the 31st. Yes. Can't go. Correct. The opening up Friday morning. There's going to be a bunch of cool people there. Not me. I'm probably going to butcher these names. Most likely. Yeah. So we got Jeff Laubenstein. Oh, these are the artists. It's probably yeah. Laubenstein. Laubenstein. Yeah, I'm not drunk enough for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Maricola, Christopher Moeller, Mark Poole, Drew Tucker, and Brian Wackwitz. It's Laubenstein. There we go. Sure. We'll go with that. What, da- you, what Danny said. That's how you pronounce it. What Danny said. And then you could just go to the next one. Oh, you don't want me to. I'm just going to have a massive commander celebration. Commander versus. Ooh. They're going to have an SCG Con exclusive commander versus playmat. Yeah. No pictures of what that looks like to no, what no, I can recall. No pictures. Uh, three Magic the Gathering Innistrad Championship qualifiers are going to have Halloween themed spooky sealed events. I did see something about that where they're going to have, like, so they're, they're taking. Packs from all the Innistrad blocks, but like original Innistrad, they're leaving out Avacyn Restored. Uh, the Eldritch block, they're leaving out. God, which one are they leaving out? They're leaving out one of them. Um, and then they're gonna do two packs of Midnight Hunt. So it looked, it actually looked like it would be really fucking fun. And they're also gonna include Flesh and Blood. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. people are loving Flesh and Blood right now. Right, I've been tempted to try to get into it if i'm not mistaken i think channel fireball had an event this last weekend with flesh and blood but don't quote me on that because i don't follow flesh and blood very well i just i vaguely remember seeing shit on twitter yep so and then another important thing because this stupid fucking pandemic that's never gonna goddamn end uh all attendees will be required to provide a proof 
that they have been fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or B, a negative COVID-19 test result. And the negative result must be no longer than 72 hours prior to entry. You're going to be required to wear masks while inside, except for when eating or drinking, blah, 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 all the fun stuff. If you're vaccinated, why do you have to wear a mask? Because of Delta, sir. And that way you don't but get it But that's what a vaccine's the... for, though, I thought. Not for Delta. And for the unvaccinated. Correct. So just get vaccinated if you want to go to this shit, people. Jeez, this one's like really far in advance. Fucking November? Good God. It's the magic, fa- the Channel Fireball Magic Las Vegas event. This is oh, really big. Of this year. Yeah. That's not that far away. But still, we got like two it's more a- episodes before we need to cover this. <laughs> But you got to start getting your plane tickets for this right now. A lot oh, of, I suppose, a lot of magic players online that you see, they're like, ah, oh, super excited for this because they got like a, they got uh, the professor. I mean, you're probably gonna cover it here. They got a lot of people showing up for this, so I'll let you continue. Yeah, so they're having Channel Fireballs having a giant Magic the Gathering Las Vegas event. It's not like the Grand Prix, like Magic Fest. It's not a Magic Fest. It's not sponsored by Wizards. It's Channel Fireball. So, just to make that clear. Because I feel, if I remember correctly, they, they made that distinction in a couple of posts themselves. It's not a Magic Fest. No. It, otherwise, it would be called Magic Fest Las Vegas. Right. But and, it's not. Yeah, because Magic Fest is a, is a Wizards exclusive thing. Yep. So Friday is going to have a modern main event. Starts on November 19th, 9 a.m., 60 bucks to get in. Saturday's got a limited main event on the 20th of November at 9 a.m., and that one's going to be $80. And that looks like it's going to be Crimson Vow Sealed. And looks like they're going to have a bunch of other stuff going on on Friday. They have Sealed Deck League, which is $35. Uh, it's also going to be Crimson Vow. Two-headed Giant Sealed for Crimson Vow. Oh, they're going to have Legacy. Yeah, dude, the events they're having here is fucking yep. stacked. Legacy's 20 bucks. Standard's 20 bucks. Ikoria Draft, $25. Uh, regular Modern. Not main event, I'm assuming. Uh, it's twenty bucks. Sealed deck double up, sixty bucks. Yeah, they've got a whole bunch of different packages and stuff like that. It's like these are all show constructed package eligible. So, oh, they also have Pioneer, Pioneer on Friday. Popper. Yep, modern double up, Popper, Zendikar Rising Draft, Legacies, more standard, more modern. Saturdays got some more shenanigans with sealed deck. Two-headed giant, legacy standard, Caldheim drafts, more modern, more sealed, more standard, pioneer, two-headed giant, modern, and popper. Oh, they're gonna have a Strixhaven draft. Yeah, dude, they're fucking like yeah. This is like fucking jam packed because like these are all starting at like random times of the day, like all the way up to seven thirty start time. And they have a bunch of different like on demands as well. And if I'm not mistaken, I think at the oh, bottom. Oh Jesus of Christ! And Sunday even. Holy yeah, shit. And all throughout this, there's the on-demand stuff. And if I'm not mistaken, at the very bottom, it talks about the packages that you can get to to get into a lot yeah, of these events. Yeah, because a lot of these are like showing up with the, the header of like limited package eligible or constructed package eligible. Yep. And that comes at like different oh, prices. Oh, here's the packages. Yep. Okay, so the master's package. And it looks like these are all for like just one day, right? Correct. I, I think they're for the whole or weekend. Or for the whole weekend, I don't know. Yeah, Cause it, yeah it just says starts on. Yeah, okay. it's for the whole weekend. Yeah. The packages are for the whole weekend. So the Masters there. package is $130. Constructed Fanatic package is $130. Limited Fanatic package is 150 Command Zone 3-Day Pass is 80 
And looks like you can get a Ragavan Nimble Pilfer playmat for yeah. 15 bucks. And then outside of that, I think one of the packages have a Jewel Lotus playmat as well. I think it's the Command Zone one. And then there's like other goodies that you get if you get these packages and stuff. Right. But I did just double check right now. There are no special guests that have been announced yet. And the vendors haven't been announced yet either. Right. Link link will be in the show notes. Uh, there's a lot of information on the site, a lot of things to click on, stuff like that. So. Things stacked to the teeth. Yeah. But yeah, that's. Are we good now? Yeah, we're good. Finally, <laughs> we're good. Finally. Fucking Christ! You guys don't know how to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. How do you sh- how do you say it? Just shut the fuck up. So as of October 13th, so five days ago. Uh, we got a banned and restricted announcements on Magic's website. So for standard, we have no change. But the ban came from Historic. We have Tybalt's Trickery is now banned in Historic. Uh, then we have Memory Lapse is suspended in Historic. And Brainstorm has upgraded from being suspended to being banned. So also along with that, there's a five digital only cards being rebalanced. Um, they are Dalvarin's Weathering and Dalvarin's Soul Broker. Third's ability now only affect target creature and opponent controls. Faces Agent is now 2-2 from 2-1. Sarkan, um, Sarkan Wanderer for Shiv's second ability is now plus 1 from plus 0. And Subversive um, Accolade now costs 1 bl- um, so one black. Yeah, 1 black from black black. Is two three from a two two, and had the toughness increase increases from becoming human or Frexian reduced by one. Um, these were all in effect on the fourteenth. Um, this is pretty noticeable. Notable because these are jumpstart specific cards, and yep, w- this is what Wizards is looking to try and do with Arena to have <laughs> these cards to adjust on a fly. Instead of, you know, like banning a card and stuff, it's like, well, now we can adjust. So mm-hmm. I know with Davriel's Withering, that was a single black target creature gets neg one, neg two perpetually. And then there was like, a, not ever, Everlark? <laughs> Esperlark? Vesperlark. Vesperlark. Uh, Vesperlark combo. And it was just like infinitely just come out into the bat. Like you perpetually, because it was a three, two, I think. And so it's just always came back and stuff like how the triggers work and it would just put the game to a draw so like that was the only nerf but the other cards all of those are buffs like it 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 makes you think that wizards when they put some of these online only cards they were careful a little more careful on power level on some of them if they're going to be buffing this so it's good to know i guess that they can they can adjust these things now I, I, i i'm not a fan of historic but i like the fact that they can like turn these knobs and stuff appropriately it's in one way it works like we were saying it's nice to not just straight up ban the card and wait for the next card that's already broken before they print it but it's another way it's like okay well i don't know it's just like it's, you created something now you're changing it it's, well, just, it's like what fucking hearthstone does it's like what fucking any online game does league of legends i they, guess i don't well yeah i suppose yeah they buff and nerf and buff and nerf yeah but. and this oh, and this is all they're doing with with cards this is their first round of doing it and they commented saying that this is something that they're going to be keeping an eye on as well so definitely be expecting more rebalancing of jumpstart historic horizons cards 
True. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I just think a lot of people are going to get starting to get pissed off with it. It's like... I don't know it, how it's, they would. It's Well, it's... I mean, the, I guess I can't speak for all Magic players, but... <laughs> it's just the fact that it's a card game that you you got a good card. I'd rather have a card banned than a card changed. I don't know. I don't know. I be, think... Because, well, because, how, because how, of that, it's still going to be played in how many decks... It's still become meta. It's not going to change the meta. Eventually, the meta is going to have all the same cards that are all going to be nerfed, and no one's going to do anything with it. The same deck. I mean, I get. I guess if you're looking in that manner, then it's like technically banned. Then, just like then not... every every card eventually every card will be the same exact card. Oh no, it's not. Gonna it, come it's, to that point. But but I mean, that could be what it could become. I'm just devil's advocate. Like, hey, well, if you have the fair, power to fair. change this card, well. Eventually, you're gonna change all the cards to whatever you think they should be, and then everyone's gonna be playing with the same exact card. I do know that there's been on several occasions. Um, I listened to Good Good Morning Magic, the Gavin Verhey YouTube channel, and recently he had Melissa Dolora on there, who is an Wizards employee that goes in for. Um, I can't, I can't remember her position, but they were talking and like they, they wanted to make sure to differentiate between like, or they were commenting on like arena is a video game yep, and like paper magic is paper magic. And yep. like to, 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 to put a pin that there's two, that they are two separate entities and stuff. Like I, I get that, but the video game is based off the card game. Well, which so has like, the which no, I mean, which has the card game within it. The little physical cards that are printed every year are put into this magic game, this video game, whatever you want to call it. But then to have cards specially made for the card game, and then you oh, I forgot to turn my sound off. But then you turn around and make these special cards for this card, this video game, and then you're like, oh hey, I'm gonna change this card. Well. But this is their playground, their sandbox that they can do things with. I mean, it's I I, I can see all the points, but in the back of my head, I'm always playing around with uh, League of Legends does it. Hearthstone does this kind of stuff. So, like, what makes it so different from Magic doing it with cards? Like, these are cards we can't get in paper, so it ain't going to fucking matter. I get that, but that's what the band and restriction was Magic's version of nerfing cards. Imagine if they re, uh, redid Brainstorm. And stuff like maybe sorcery, draw three, put two back. Okay. I mean, I think that would be a little less egregious, p- potentially in a historic. But. And that's something that they can test a, around and in see. In a magic numbers. set, they'd still do the same thing. Like, hey, we printed this card years ago as an instant. Let's rename it and put it as a sorcery. Oh, dude, imagine if they did that. Like, they put that well, in a standard they, set. Like, well, I mean, not brainstorm. Not, Let's say I, exactly, but I mean, like they've done, brain. they've done cards like that before. They've rebranded a card into something else. Yeah, they got the one, same exact abilities, but just a different form of that card. One that pops in my head is tormenting voice and thrill of pro- possibilities. Same thing, two mana. One is sorcery, one is instant. You discard yep. a card, draw two cards. Yep. So, so they have the power of doing that physically, but it's just weird to not do it digitally but you're like hey this is the same card but we're just gonna change it but keep the name and everything the same it doesn't make sense like if you're gonna change it completely wipe it out and then redo it under a different name 
It's called the banned and restricted list. I do get that. I do get that because yeah, like 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 you said, there's a ton of cards that have like the 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 changes and the and for the better or worse and stuff like that in in paper. But I think the thing again is arena is a video game. Paper Magic is not a video game. Maybe it is. It's just an RPG game. It's paper virtual, virtual reality. Oh. Yeah, you're you're an RPG game. You I, yourself. I'm you're not, playing magic. I'm so not, technically magic is RPG. I mean, life is technically an RPG. That is true. Where can I get like these treasure chests and fucking hidden weapons? <laughs> I but, want a master sword, uh, damn have, it. Have you not played enough video games? You'd get them by breaking and entering, sir. <laughs> yeah. You break a lot For of fuck's sake. Oh, dude. You gotta so, break a lot of things and trespass in a lot of different places. Exactly. That's how you get the cool shit. Anyway, back to the man restriction list. Or suspension list, I should say. So anyway, uh that's that's that. Um we deviated enough. Yeah, you can read the full article down there where they go into their how they plan to rebalance cards and in, in the future, and then they go over why each card was banned and stuff in historic. So moving along to blog talk of the week, a lot of the blog talks this week are are recently are all about Mark's article that he just did on the color pie. Um, so I guess I guess the first one without scrolling for f- hours and hours trying to get through them. Um, the first one I found that didn't deal with it really, or it did but it didn't, comes from Eternal Chikatu. I think Eter- it's uh, Eternal Macaque. No. <laughs> Macaque's eternal. Anyway, <laughs> I found the for episode. you it probably is internal. <laughs> I found the name of this episode already. Now, yes. Anyway, eternal <laughs> asks, "What's one of the biggest mechanical changes from the last four years, in your opinion?" Mark replies back, "Black destroying enchantments is probably the biggest change." Yeah, what is that? Uh, feed the swarm from Zendikar Rising. Yep. That's the only one where it's black one sorcery destroy target enchantment you lose life equal to its CMC. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it, it, it definitely brought up a lot of conversation amongst the magic community when that card was first spoiled. And I don't know. I think it's I think it's fair. And at some point, there's always going to be some sort of like color bend, color break. Yeah. Yeah. Like white needing card draw. I mean, with, it gets it. With meeting 15 different criteria. Without meeting 15 different criteria. Oh, no, that's not a possibility. First that's off. That's totally a possibility. They just need to do it, you off. fucking cowards. SRAM draws you a card. So does By or- playing what magic? Artifacts. Yeah. Or enchantments. Or enchantments. You have to play something to draw a card. That's what happens a lot of the time. You got to play an <laughs> play spell to draw a card. Yeah, smart ass. You do. Jesus That's how it Christ. works. Let me cast a brainstorm. I cast a spell to draw some cards. Oh yeah, you cast one spell to draw a card. You have to. You have to cast scram. Yeah, and then only another, one. and and then another card to draw a card. That's only one time though. A one-time shot doesn't matter. You still have to, to draw another. I play on two cards. Draw one card. But with Saram, it's an engine that keeps going. Like if you could until just, he gets killed immediately. If he gets killed immediately. Most likely he will be. Yeah, but draw spells get countered pretty quickly. 
expressive iteration is a very strong example. Like if you let an expressive iteration resolve a lot of the time, that can make or break like who is ahead in that game. Like it breaks parity if you're at parity very well. Or Imagine this blue player defending a <laughs> blue player's mechanic. Oh my gosh. Right? Everybody draws. Let me do it in my best Morgan Freeman voice here. Shut up. <laughs> yes, daddy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh fucking Christ. He's getting his macaques ready. Right. Hey Google, how big is macaque? Shut up. <laughs> Chapman, careful. I think we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> I killed three bottles of Jack. <laughs> now I'm still standing. I don't Sounds know. Sounds like a personal <laughs> problem if you're doing that. Hey, he he's hey. abiding by the rules yeah, of the game. Exactly. <laughs> You're just the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time I've had someone pass out on the floor after a game I've created. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> that's an after dark that's conversation. An, that's an after dark conversation. Uh, little teaser, so that way, if you want to join in on that. It's a magic game. D- Danny Danny made a, a drinking game that involved Years ago. drinking. I still got the papers. Good. She got them laminated and put on the wall. I will, yes. but yeah, Matt's house like rules. That. St- st- stick around no, for an after not dark. laminated, put it onto the wall. You need to paint them onto the wall. Oh, I was just going to hit hit up Josh from Frame the Game and have that shit. Paint them onto the wall right there. That'd be a good, that'd be a good one. No, that's where the TV goes. No, the TV goes right. No, it goes up higher. Oh, okay. Well, then it'll be, the back, it'll be the background of the TV. Yes. I guess you got to have it higher so it gets above my head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll be the background on the TV so it'll be easily viewable. Noted. And permanent. Let's keep going. Yes. So, to begin this week's news, Hasbro CEO Brian Goldner has passed away last Tuesday at the age of 58. Rest in peace, Mr. Goldner. Yeah, it happened the day after we... It happened the day that we launched the uh, the, the podcast, released on all podcatchers and stuff. It wasn't confirmed, but it had, again, he had bouts with prostate cancer in the past. And stuff, so yeah, that cancer is never a good one to have. Fuck, nope, cancer zero percent survival. Yeah, 58 is pretty young. And from mm-hmm. everything that I've seen online, of uh, I mean, listening to his uh quarterly calls and stuff, like seemed like a very intelligent guy. And everybody talking about him was like, nah, he was he was a guy that loved Hasbro and stuff. So it's just sad, so young and for fucking cancer. Fuck cancer, yep, yep. Uh, let's cover a story about a string of robberies covering the St. Louis, Missouri area. Wow, one cheerful topic to the next, right? Uh, last Monday in Troy, Illinois, which is right across the border from St. Louis, Realms of Gaming says that $100,000 worth of collectible trading cards were stolen from their cases. After the doors, their front doors got smashed in, the robber went, went right towards the cases of cards. And right over in St. Louis, again, just right across the border, both their two LGSs, Game Night and Yeti Games, got robbed in the same style of manner. Front doors bashed in, and the intruder went right to the trading cards. Uh, Yeti had Pokemon cards stolen worth more than $300,000. And surveillance, surveillance footage of all three show that the robber looks like it's the same person uh, committing these break-ins and stuff and the store owners and police both agree that the robber knew exactly what they're going for so uh we'll links down to 
their their sites and stuff. Uh, Realms of Gaming has a whole list of cards that were stolen and stuff. So uh, keep an eye out if you're in the St. Louis area. If you start seeing cards like that start showing up in like Facebook feeds or eBay sales in the area, most likely they're hot. And uh, report that person. So that way they these stores can start getting their inventory like $400,000 worth of fucking cards. And this happened all within several days of each other. It's a lot of fucking money. Felony yeah. times yeah. three. What is it? A felony is a thousand bucks or is it 5,000 bucks? Like I think a felony is 5,000 and then there's like one below a felony that's at the thousand dollars. Is I, that the small I, claims? I can't remember. Small claims is anything under 2,000. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I of. think. I don't know. That sounds like a Noah question. But still, one person fucking clearing $400,000 worth of fucking cards. Well, it's... Jesus Christ. If you cross eight lines, it's, then it's a felony for sure. Oh, yeah. Right? Because... So, imagine, for those in the FM area, the way that the map looks. I don't know St. Louis area very well, but it looks like across the border in a river, you're in Detroit. It's not that far from St. Louis, so... Yeah. It's, it's a, like going to Moorhead by Community Crab and Fargo. Yep. Yep, yep, pretty pretty close to each other. So, but either Felony. way, crossing borders. Anyway, moving along to more of a writer topic. Yay! Or happier, <laughs> whatever you want to say. Not um, as depressing. Yeah, not as shitty. Basically, next in the news, MTG Melee announced launching a premium service. MTG Melee, for a reminder, is an online community-based tournament organizer for running a variety of different kinds of events like Swiss bracketed and come on custom leagues their service will be four dollars a month and you'll get no ads text text pairings in the united states and internationally advanced deckless search tools and customized customizable archetype win percent matrix check out the link below hashtag not sponsored right not sponsored all this Just, free advertisement we give out it's part of being the news man it's part of doing the news right we just give out free advertisement but all the time. a lot of news are sponsored by ads yes i understand we're working at that that they don't give for free here is ultra pro and ultimate guard and drecker dragon yes. dragon shield Yes, I'll take Dragon Shield. I like Dragon oh, Shield. Oh fuck yeah, I would love Dragon Shield. Inkprint. Yeah, yeah, I'd be down with that. Dragon Shield, I like their shit. Yes, it's a little more than, definitely a lot more than uh, Ultimate Guard. Ultimate Guard sleeves, like the katanas. They're yeah, like katanas are nice. Don't get me wrong, but they are a bitch, a complete bitch to double sleeve. And on top of that, you got probably what like six, seven shovels. Uh, like get no, rounds they, before they start no. getting like they hold up fairly well. You just can't double sleeve worth a fuck in them. It's true. They fucking like I like yeah I like the durability of the katanas. They're nice. I think they hold up well. You just can't double sleeve. It just it it fucking sucks. You can't double sleeve properly in them. You have to use like the side loads and shit so they don't get all fuckered up. And even then, it's and then you're really not protecting the card like you should. Dragon shields are just a titch bit wider to the point where you can actually get the fucking shit double-sleeved. And to my knowledge, I've never had a dragon shield split on me. I've had a couple, but I shuffle the fuck out of my shit, so... When are we going to be doing this week in MTG in reviews, JB? I know you... Yeah, when are we going to do that? I know you're talking that you wanted to do that. Yeah. Well, we got to get people to send us shit to review first. Uh, We got to start off by buying shit before people start sending us shit. (laughs) No. I buy enough shit. (laughs) 
This just gives you an excuse to buy this shit so your wife doesn't get pissed off at you. Shit. You're like, yeah, honey, I'm going to go out and spend $500. It's for it's for podcast business. It's a tax write-off. Yep, yeah, it's just better write-off. It's a tax write-off. But anyways. It actually yeah. would be. Would be. It's true. Would be a tax write-off on his taxes because yes, he does not tax history here. Yeah, because we're not on it. So you just give him the receipt and he has to pay you back. Don't That's all that tax writing would be. <laughs> so... Mark Rosewater has posted his Mechanical Color Pie 2021 article on the mothership. In this article, he talks about how the color pie stands mechanically as of today. Here he goes over how the colors work in their primary, secondary, and tertiary color pie ways. Some examples are, in white primary, it can do banisher priest-like effects, bring back creatures or permanents that went to the graveyard this turn. Or meddling, which is name of a spell. That spell can't be played as long as this card is on the battlefield. For white's secondary, it can flash, rewards for death, and you don't lose effects. As for tertiary, white can card draw, counterspell, or put in creatures from hand onto the battlefield. Please check out the whole article as he goes in depth for all the colors and then some. Links are down below. Danny pulled up this one, and this is a very in-depth topic from Mark Rosewater and... Um, it definitely helps understanding like colors, especially since like this past year, expect the past two years, past two years, especially since there's been the whole give white card draw kind of a thing. It gives a good insight of what the colors are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, just pulling it up again. Uh, so yeah, like we were saying it all, all colors, um, are pulled up. And then also all abilities have an explanation in this article. Those are all alphabetical. Yeah, A through fucking Z. Yep, every single ability that's keyword or in the text, he explains. Animating shit, mana production, and fucking sacrificing permanence. Very in-depth and goes over like what color those kind of effects would fall into. Yeah, so if you want to build a deck, here's a article you should have saved to your computer to reference whenever. Yeah, it'll give you insight of like what colors you're kind of trying to do, so that way you can like hone in on and mm-hmm. stuff on there. I know I am saving this article, and we'll definitely be reading it later. You're welcome. It's on the dock. You don't have to save it. Yeah, it's saved. Yeah, already. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. And then. For the final bit of news, the big part of the news, Watsi has announced their October super drop for their secret lair products. The lands look sick. This is the October super drop, and I just want to call it out. I called it. I knew October was going to be when the uh, Stranger Things shit got announced. Yeah. Because it was what, last week or the week before for, uh, in the finance section. I was like, hey, speaking of secret lair stuff. We're probably going to be seeing Stranger Things here in October because that's very spooky-esque and shit. And here we are yep. a couple weeks later. Going to just pat myself on the back there. All right. But let's first talk about... Do you guys want to talk about the Stranger Things first or save that for last? Don't matter to me. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Let's start with the movie posters. The the Monster Movie Marathon. Those, those arts are sick. Oh, my God. Yes, they are. Have you seen these, yep. JB? No, nope. I haven't seen any of this okay. stuff yet. So we got Dismember, Blasphemous Act, Beast Within, and Graph Digger's Cage, all in a movie, monster movie kind of poster 
like what? 60s or 70s monster or uh, horror film Dang. poster. Is this better to see over here for you? Yeah. So yeah, dismember. Fun fact with that art, it has Yagmoth and um ah oh, jeez, what's her name? Gix's wife. Like she find in, in the story of the the Thran, she finds Yagmoth studying on people in his laboratory underneath their castle or whatever, and this is the the moment that this happens and stuff. Hmm. And then uh Blasphemous Act, you just see like a bunch of occultists and stuff beginning to rip apart a person. <laughs> And in the uh, the beast within, I don't know, like a it's a werewolf animal. I don't know. It looks more fish like. It has right, like, yeah, fish like, like in lagoon. the water. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the black lagoon. Yeah. And uh, the graph digger's cage has a zombie in a cage. No oh, way. Is it Kinrith? Yeah. Uh, I'd it's probably say that's more Nekusar or Brago, maybe. But can't confirm if that's actually canonical with whatever. But yeah, so. The, the the monster movie marathon comes in a foil and a non foil. The non foil is twenty nine ninety nine. Thirty nine ninety nine for foil. And thirty nine ninety nine for foil. Uh let's talk about the yeah, let's just talk about the lands, because these lands are so fucking sick. So in we have that that gothic nightmare art lands in Innistrad Midnight Hunt, and so they decided to reimagine them in the original uh, two-colored utility lands in uh, original Innistrad. So you got Vault of the Archangel, Moorland Haunt, Desolute Lighthouse, Stentesia Blood Hall, Grim Backwoods, Kessage Wolf Run, Slayer Stronghold, Gavany Township, Nefalia Drownyard, Alchemist Refuge. All of these in that black and white looking, gothic looking, Arts and it's so fucking good. Each and every one of them is just stunning. You got the Grim Backwoods, which has Ishkana, the spider in a cemetery. Uh, Kessage Wolf Run has a tunnel that leads up to a werewolf, a bunch of bodies and stuff coming in there. Oh my god, these are really good. And on top of that, I feel like I've if I if I haven't call me out on this, but. Alchemist Refuge is a land that more Magic players should be playing in any blue-green style deck. The fact that it just flashes, and this is its fourth official printing, third official printing. It had its original, a list, and a commander printing, and now it has this. And this is like the premium one, because all the other arts were the same and stuff. So this is going to be good ways to bling out your deck for these super utility, like all all these cards they have an argument to be in any kind of a deck that fits into its colors. Uh, Vault of the Archangel, black-white tokens is going to want something like this, or even like black-white big creatures like demons or vampires and I, stuff I like that. I run Vault of the Archangels in my uh, angel deck. Yeah, exactly, because it gives creatures death, touch, and lifelink. Like mm-hmm. you're, if you got the mana to activate it, like a 4-4, four, four, like you have like 5-4-4 four, four swinging, and you got nothing else to be doing. You just activate that. You're gaining 20 life mm-hmm. and definitely killing things bigger than, bigger than it. And then Grim Backwards is a powerful card in sacrifice-style decks. Um, Stick Fingers, kind of a popular commander right now. Definitely would appreciate something like this. Kessage Wolf Run. Any gruel-based deck, just to pay two and tap, give it trample, and then you have the chance to increase what the attack that gets dealt through that, that's a prominent card. And then Alchemist Refuge, like I said, that should be played more. Uh, Gavany Township, putting counters on things. Uh, yeah. This is going to be a good super drop. Same thing, twenty nine ninety nine for the non-foil, 
$39.99 for the foil. Next, read the fine print. These ones come in uh, multiple different forms. They got a foil etched uh, print foil and then just the non-foil. So this set, or so uh, read the prices here real quick. For the etched foil and the print foils, those are both $39.99. And for the non-foils, it's $29.99. And this one, you get five cards, which involves Liliana's Contract, which is Black Black 3 Enchantment. When it ETBs, you draw four cards and you lose four life at the beginning of your upkeep. If you control four more demons with different names, you win the game. And this is kind of going off the storyline of like Liliana selling her soul to these demons to get ultimate power and stuff, but she didn't read the fine print because Nicopolis had all these demons in his back pocket and whatever. And so essentially Liliana was going to be Nicopolis's, even though she killed all of these demons. So these de- demons are Demon Lord, Belzenlock, Grizzlebrand, Kothafed, Soul Hoarder, and Rasiketh the Bloodfouled. Out of all of these, Razaketh the Foul-Blooded is a super popular commander card. And if you're getting, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's like a $20 card. And the non-foils is 30 bucks. And you're definitely going to be making your money off of this. Grizzle Brand is probably around like, what, five, seven bucks? Because it gets seen in like Neoform style decks. It's not allowed in Commander, it's banned in Commander and stuff like that. But like Legacy and Modern Neoforms kind of decks, it goes to dropping a, a, a Grizzle Brand to draw cards. So this this set looks really cool as well. And it, the, the the gold and the black and the purple accents and the colors here, here oh my god, they just look so good. Uh, the next one, we have Thrilling Tales of the Undead, which comes in a foil and a non-foil. This is kind of like a movie poster-esque again, but it has text box instead of just kind of like plastered around like those other ones are. And this is only three cards. You have Liliana's Death's Magistry, which is the one from um, originally from Amaket. And in this art, she's like carrying a zombie over her shoulder. And it has like the flavor text of death is no excuse for disobedience. Very sassy. And then it has a pinup looking grave crawler and arise from the dark realms in here. So it's all very like horror-esque themed and... Gravecrawler is a card that's been moving up in price because zombies are super popular right now in the commander sphere of things. So uh, non-foil, $29.99. Foils, $39.99. Next, we have the Monster Anatomy 101. It has a foil etched and and a non-foil. And these ones are pictures of, or are the art of Fleet Swallower, Goblin Trashmaster, Ilharg the Razebor, Protein Hulk, and Gishath Sun's Avatar. And just kind of like imagine looking in, I don't know, like a monster manual of sorts, and it's just like, it's like a anatomy drawing, and it shows like different parts on the animal, like highlighted in a, in a, in a bubble, like saying uh, for Gishath here, in uh, like Ilharg, it's highlighting his heart right there, and it says swine power. <laughs> so these ones look pretty cool. What do you guys think of this one, Danny? You you like Gishath? You got Gishath in your night in, in your Naya deck? Yeah, mine looks better though. I wonder, Jason. He, I think he, I can't remember if it's a, a Gishath or a Zakama, but I know he has a dinosaur deck. But Zakama got a Judge Foil coming out here shortly. Zakama would be better for dinosaur, I think. 
uh, but same price, non-foil $29.99, foil $39.99. Yep. One more before we get to the uh, Stranger Things. We have Mirrodin Sanity, foil and non-foil. These are pixeled-style art land cards of the Mirrodin Artifact lands. The pixel art looks really cool, and it's like chock full of references to the world of Mirrodin. In the basic land, you have a Vidalcan, uh, the big one, like the big high leader of the Vidalcans. And so, like, see the Synods of the land. Ancient Den has Leonin kind of like shown in the background under the where it says tap add a mana and stuff like that. Volta Whispers, I think that's supposed to be Geth. I think that's supposed to be Geth. And then, like, the Great Furnace, which is the red one, has uh, Krark. Don't know what the green one tail of trees is, but same price price model twenty nine ninety nine for non foil thirty nine ninety nine for foil and yeah I think now that means it's time to talk about the secret lair Stranger Things so these are eight mechanically unique cards and for the non foils you get to buy them for thirty nine ninety nine or for the foils you get for forty nine ninety nine have you guys looked at these cards no yeah no. Nope, because I guess I just don't care about Stranger, Stranger Things. No intention of any, ever buying them, so. Let's see if there's higher res. Probably not. So we have. These, Chief. They all, so all eight cards have, we'll just start off with, they all have a mechanic that combines them together and stuff. It's called Friends Forever. So you can have two commanders if both have Friends Forever. Kind of sounds like partners with, but it is confirmed through Aaron Forsyth and Mark Rosewater through different online sources saying that when these cards get reprinted into set boosters, they won't be partner or partner with kind of a thing. And with that, it it, it was announced after the Walking Dead debacle where they're like, these are just getting printed in this manner. They made the promise. We covered it a while back with... Universes Beyond Secret Layer drops and stuff. Six months after the product drops, it's going to be put in set boosters in where the, you can get in for the list with a magic world version of it. So, like, uh, the first card we'll talk about here is uh, Chief Jim Hopper. And so there will be a magic parallel in the set boosters at a higher rate than a normal list card. And it would be, like, Jamathan the fast cleaver or something like that that's just like magic in worlds that way you don't have to worry about missing the secret layer drop to be able to get access to these cards like that's wizards way to kind of work with the universes beyond mechanically unique style cards is they'll come out six months after the oh fact yeah so let's read these cards here before we start talking oh, more about it fuck. chief jim hopper red white two Legendary creature, human soldier, menace. When it attacks, investigate for each non-token attacking creature. It's a 4-4. Then we got Dustin Gadget Genius, white-blue 2 for a 2-3 legendary human. Tap, add, colorless, colorless. Spend this mana only to cast artifact spells or activate abilities of artifacts. And it also has friends for forever. The big one, 11, the mage. Grixis 1 for a 3-5 legendary human wizard. You, your maximum hand size is 11. When 11 the mage attacks, you draw a card and you may lose and you lose one life. Then 
If you have 11 cards or more in your hand, you may cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand without paying its mana cost. Then you got Lucas the Sharp, uh, and 11 also has friends forever. They Luke, all have it. They all have it. Uh, I won't say that from now on. Lucas the Sharpshooter, red, blue for a 1-3 legendary human. Tap, sack an artifact. Lucas deals one damage to target creature. Goad that creature. Then Max the Daredevil for a green, red, one for a 3-2 human. Haste, whenever you cast your second spell, each turn untap target creature, then investigate. You have Mike the Dungeon Master for white, green, one for a 2-2 legendary human. Pay to tap, choose target creature card in your graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn return it to the battlefield tapped then we got will the wise for black white legendary human will the wise enters or leaves the battlefield each opponent may investigate each opponent who doesn't loses one life you investigate x times where x is one plus the number of opponents who investigated this turn and then finally the mind flailer the Mind Flailer, the Shadow. For Black, 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 4, you get a 9-9 Legendary Enchantment Creature Horror. So it isn't a creature unless there are three or more permanents you don't. Unless you control three or more permanents you don't own. At the beginning of your end step exile, from the bottom card of each opponent's library face down, for as long as those cards remain exile, you may look at them and you may cast permanent spells from among them and you may spend manners or a mana of any kind to cast. And then they got a clue token for investigating and stuff as well that you're getting in these sets. The mind flavor is probably the best card out of all, out of, all of them. Yeah, dude. Already, like, it makes me think of like Gaunti style decks. Gaunti style decks are a favored amongst a lot of people and stuff. So mind flavor is going to be seen in play. I mean, all of these will probably get seen in play, but let's 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 jump into some opinions and stuff on this um i'm not a fan of the whole reprint into the list really yeah it's like if you're gonna print these cards and basically use the abilities exactly the way they are why not just print them correct the first time that's a question a lot of people ask a lot of people online i've noticed ask for or are wondering why this is not in the style of what Watsy did for the Godzilla cards in Aquaria. Yep. Where you had them both at the same time, but like it was rarer to get the Godzilla variants mm-hmm. of those cards. Yeah. And, and and stuff. Like people want something like that. A lot of people are starting to like come around to this style of card. Like, I don't know. We. I know I was high on so, Godzilla-style cards. The, the Godzilla cards are great because they are playable, collectible cards. And you got their variant, not their variants, their magic, in-world magic counterpart. Yep. Well, well that was the thing. Is like they were a just a costume card, basically, f- for a card that's already existing in that set. I mean, that's essentially... <clears throat> what's going to happen once they reprint these into the list as a functional card. No, I, I get that, but it's the fact... There's just a time... There's just a wait period on it. I don't know. It's, it's just a money grab. It's, I mean, it is. You're not wrong. Secret layers have always been nothing but money grabs. It's but money grab. Yeah, well... It's just... I don't know. They're a whale product, but they said 
long ago when this first started that they were going to be catering towards the higher end customers too. They more. did. Oh no, I get that, but it's I don't know. It's like they're they're trying to go. They're putting they're putting they're, they're, the, they're the putting before the horse. They're here putting kind of yeah. Thing. They're putting these cards in the was it the universe beyond? Yeah. So uh, secret lair. Stranger Things is a universe beyond product. So they, uh, what differentiates a universe beyond product for those new that are just hearing about this is the stamp on the bottom. Yes, uh, where that you get the hollow stamp on the bottom of newer rares and stuff. It's like an oval, but with the universes beyond, which are non wizards IP. It's a triangle instead of a oval. So, yep, and they're only allowed play in eternal formats commander legacy vintage yep i don't know it's just doesn't make sense to like hey we're, we're gonna print these cards for universe beyond but hey we're gonna wait three weeks and print them into normal sets six months what it's, it's whatever long. whatever time difference it is it's still a fact of hey we're printing this in this other set that's not included in the, the i guess modern era of cards but hey, we're going to wait six months and hey, we're going to create the same car that we just printed six months ago into your now modern era card set. Uh, but if it's in the set boosters, like it's taken a place in the list so you can't like play it in whatever format and stuff. It's, yeah, it's just not doing, it's a functional reprint just with a different art and different name and stuff. Like picture the Godzilla it's, cards. Like that's the best way to describe it. I don't know, it's just... I waste get, of time and effort, and that's a slot that's something you could use for something else that people actually want. Uh, there was recently, I shared this in the Discord, didn't I? Where I the no professor idea. talks about the list being, it needs to get revamped. And I guess maybe this would be a good part or a good time to, 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 to mention it. But he talks about how initially he thought the list was going to be a great idea, like when it was first mentioned and first started to show up. But then you start getting the list the list which has a list of like 300 plus fucking cards yep which is larger than most standard sets yep and the amount of cards there is ridiculous because they're all opened up can get opened up at their typical rarity slot like you're going to open up common list cards more often than rare list yep. cards and stuff like that even though when it comes to these secret lair universes beyond cards mechanically unique cards they did say that they're chances to open these are going to be one in uh one in eight overall the list which is pretty good in comparison i guess but yeah yeah the fact that it takes a lot but i mean if you want to play these cards you can proxy them well you can proxy any card most of my commander decks are proxy because i'm not going to waste money on cards or one of a, a card that i'm gonna play maybe a few times right but it's i don't know it's just it's the whole money grab thing like, yeah, you're printing these special cards. Yeah, I get it for the collectability, but then don't print them into a normal set where you could print something else in there that people actually want to play with. Like, what the list was meant for. Fair point. Definitely a fair point. Uh, yeah. The list has its own thing as well. Again, the fact that it's so many cards, and maybe we can have a, a, a separate podcast like talking more about how the list is... Again, in concept is good, but probably needs to be revamped because I know we mentioned this a couple weeks ago with the the list for Crimson, not Crimson, with the list for Midnight Hunt. Mm -hmm. 
they took 75 cards off and added 75 cards, which is 25 more than what they had been doing in the past. For each set that rotated, they would take 50 cards off and put 50 cards in its place, and now they did 75 and stuff. I don't know. The, the, the list, it's good in theory, but they need to like shave it down a little bit. Yeah, they need better execution. There, yeah, the professor does a really good job talking about it on his video. I'll link that. In, I'll, I'll link that below. If you're in the Discord, you'll see it in the Magic Discussion channel and stuff. There, that one's. I'll pin it there. That one's a very good topic on the list cards and how stuff are coming that way and how things could be better for the list in the professor's words. But he makes a lot of valid points. And with the secret layer universes beyonds, it it falls into there for the fact of i don't know people are going to want these cards people are definitely adamant at not liking outside ip cards we saw with the walking dead that had jesus fuck so much hate on it just because they're like mechanically unique cards and a product that only watsy sells yeah i don't know this is stuff that doesn't need to become magic but it's people becoming magic I don't know, but at some points, like, do, the, the com- commander players, they always have, like, theme decks, and they try to make, like, a theme deck that's well, based on yep. some sort of outside IP. I remember there was a Captain America deck that someone made where they had, like, these artifacts and stuff that are, like, this axe is Captain America's shield. This ac- this instant or sorcery talks about Captain America's, like, life story and stuff like that. People want, like, magic crossovers and stuff. I definitely, from from what I can gather, the execution of how a lot of this is coming is what's really tilting some people when it comes yeah, to it. Yeah, well, maybe that's maybe that's exactly what it is. Like, these guys are going way too fast. You like Godzilla, the Godzilla stuff, because that wasn't a secret lair. Yeah. That was in the set. That was within the there set. Were that were rare was... pulls to grab a Godzilla alt card. Yeah. And things like that. But it wasn't a specially made card it was just a skin on a card that's in the set right so whatever they're going to do for let's say 11 here in six months when they put that into the list let's say it's going to be uh tenneth the the mind mage or whatever and it's going to be the exact same wording it's just named tenneth instead of 11 yep so if they printed that into a set yeah like what i did there (laughs) so tenneth is in the set but then you get the option to open up an 11 in the set as well. Like what they did for Godzilla because the um, Yadaro, the wandering tortoise or whatever, it had the, I don't know, whatever Godzilla was yep. and shit. But you could open both of those in a pack kind of a thing. Like instead of having a separate pro- product for Secret Lair, like put, it's very delicate. It's like, it's like opening a showcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. The problem is printing it into a set. You have to find the right set to match it flavorfully. That's why they did it this way. It's very true. And as well, on top of that, like Friends Forever in a standard set, because like you'd have to print, you'd have to make these printed into a set, which would right. make it harder. Exactly. But could you imagine what? Honestly, what magic block would these fit into? Well, a lot of them None. haven't. That's the thing. Like a I mean, lot of them have investigates. So. The only okay, the only one I could maybe see is the Dungeons and Dragons set. That would be the only one that they could have gotten away with putting these in, like 
Godzilla style, oh, like yeah, what they yeah, did yeah. with that choreo. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Like, that's the only gotcha, gotcha. one that we've gotten that would have been somewhat of a tie-in. But otherwise, like any other normal magic set, it, it, you know, doing something like this is skin is not going to fit thematically. That's why they did it the secret layer way. Like, that, I like I get it. I get that's why they do it that way. But a strong case of the feel I mean, it sometimes. is. Yeah, it is a little weird that they're waiting so long to print but that the functional go, but that goes back version to them of the going, card but that goes back to them going way too fast printing too many cards i mean you're not wrong product fatigue is ridiculous it's like i've stopped buying fucking shit because i'm just i can't you can't keep up i fucking i like it, it's just them going way too fast trying to print as much as they can to get stuff out mm-hmm. well like what if, what what if this take, is like a strong case of like throwing spaghetti to the wall to see what sticks you know like they've oh, been I'm doing sure that for the last two three years yeah. right but we got a corporation is pretty large like they can't turn on a dime necessarily i'm not being like corporate sympathetic and stuff like this but big businesses they got their fucking ladders or their 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 roles that they yep, gotta fucking I, go I, through i and get shit. that like maybe we're gonna but, start it's been a couple of years now maybe they're, we're gonna start seeing what the 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 players want well and you got to remember they design cards and sets and stuff how far in advance too yeah two to three years i think is what they typically say is like they got they got two to three years in advance of what they're yep. planning so like what they're look what they're working on but now, yet they don't play test <laughs> not not well enough we'll put it that way i did they see only that. they only play test within the set yep they got watsy hiring i saw that uh god i can't remember what part of it something on link tree they're looking mm-hmm. for players look up wizards of the coast if you're interested and you're in the seattle area i'm just gonna pin that right here but yeah like yeah they're definitely going fast with the amount of products that they're going out and i don't know it, the amount of stuff that we're getting it's 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 watsy testing what what works like how are you gonna know what's gonna work or what's not gonna work if you don't try shit. I get that. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, them. It, I guess it's more of the crossover between the universe beyond and then them trying to pull the same stuff into magic. It's like, you, you brought universe beyond. It's like, hey, we brought this whole new format for you. Like, unhinged, but better. But now we're going to bring unhinged into magic. Just different card, uh, just different name. Okay. Okay. I can. I that's, can see where that's, you're coming that's from. That's where I'm from like that. Yeah. Like, hey, we 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 introduced was it a year ago, two years ago when they a year ago when they introduced, hey, we're bringing this universe beyond set. It's gonna be all the all the stuff outside of magic. You can be able to play with it within this own format. Um. It it was when they announced it was last year for Walking well, Dead. When they announced, yeah, the Walking Dead, then the Lord of the Rings and uh, Lord of the Rings got well. Mentioned. Lord of the Rings is going to be within Magic, yeah. But I mean, like Warhammer, yeah, Warhammer is the one because I was from Commander, yeah, Commander. But it's like you introduced this as a completely different format with special cards, but then you go back on your words like, hey, we're gonna reprint this card. But with a different name. Yeah, because this is going to be the first time that this is going to happen. Like after The Walking Dead. 
The Walking Dead, they can't do that with printing, you know, Negan or Glenn or Rick. They can't print those because I can't remember the exact wording, but it's like an IP lock. Like AMC and Wizards had a deal where AMC owns the cards, but Mm -hmm. Wizards was allowed to create them and print them and stuff. And they can't make a functional card. Like imagine reserveless shit. Yep. No, I get that. Reserveless jargon between amc and wizards of the coast for that that's why we haven't seen a rick like in, in, in a set so this is going to be the first attempt of having these magic in world magic cards i don't know call, call me optimistic um i want to see the execution i want to see how it's going to get laid out before i become before i become you know negative nancy on what what they're fucking doing with that. But, I mean, I'm still skeptical because it is Wizards. It is Wizards. You are not wrong. Enough of that soapbox. Right? We beat that fucker to death. Okay, yeah. So they have the, the whole secret layer drop here. It's going on for 26 days. It's officially out right now. So when this episode comes out on podcatchers and stuff, it dropped yesterday. So you can go online to secretlayer.wizards.com and buy them. They have a couple bundles. They got a Bootacular bundle for $449, which has everything. Everything, foil and non-foil. Yep. They have the Ferocious Foil bundle, which only has the foils. And then you get the non-foil Nightmare bundle for 189 for all the non-foils. Now, are you guys gonna pick up any of these? Not even as, like not even as a secret layer, but are there any cards like if when they start to come out in the secondary market, would you want to like pick up for your deck? Maybe the monster movies. You, you'd pick up the the monster movie marathon whole. I don't uh, know secret layer. I, I that or the midnight hunt showcase lands just because they're nice bling cards oh for God, commander. So fucking beautiful. But again, I I print most of my commander cards so. True. It's easier that way. JB? Yeah, I don't know. I still haven't gotten myself to pull the trigger on a secret layer yet. The one secret layer that I have is at home still in the box. The the, the closest one that gives me any kind of like feelings, like I always go back to the party hard, shred harder, because that's the one that I fucking went balls to the walls for. Yep, clearly. <laughs> because it's so fucking good. Oh my God. Um, The... Yeah, I'm with you on the showcase min, uh, midnight hunt lands. Mm-hmm. Those look fucking good. Those look fucking good. But do we have anything else to say on the secret no. layer cards in general? No. Okay, let's fly. Let's fly through the finance section here. Let's do Finally. a quick. Let's do a quick checkup. Ooh, just under two hours. We're doing great, guys. Fucking Christ! Don't worry. By the time this episode it gets edited and stuff, it'll probably be like an hour forty. And stuff because we'll cut That's out not here. why I'm saying Jesus fucking Christ. Is this 9.30? Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's just do a quick rundown of the weekly winners here. Weekly winners is an amazing article brought off of mtgstocks.com where they talk about three to, three to five cards that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down in price. So to start this off, we have Curse of Disturbance, which came out in... Originally, it came out in Commander 2017 but got reprinted in Commander 21. It is Black 2 for an enchantment or a curse. Enchant player, when enchanted player is attacked, 
create a 2-2 black zombie creature token. Each opponent attacking that player does the same. This card has moved up in price uh, to uh, up 286%, now around $3.71. It is still the average price of that. It's $3.20. Market price is $3.11, so slightly coming down. But the reason why this is moving up, not only because of the Curse Commander that came out in Midnight Hunt, but it makes zombies. As we've been talking about for like the last month, people fucking love zombies. So that's been moving up in price, but along with it as well in the Curse Realm, we have Cruel Reality, Black Black 5, Enchantment, or a Curse, Enchant Player, at the beginning of Enchanted Player's upkeep, that player sacrifices a creature, or Planeswalker, if a player can't, he or she loses 5 life. This card has jumped up 30% now, chilling at $8.43. And yeah, curses and zombies, a thing moving up in price. Uh, quickly to note here as well, they want to point out uh, Copy Enchantment is moving up 25%, now chilling at $17.56. That's blue too. It ETBs. You may choose an enchantment in play, and it becomes a copy of that enchantment. So you can like double up on these curses and stuff. Next in the weekly winners, we have Bloodline Keeper, Black Black 2, 3 3, leg- er, not legendary, just creature vampire with flying. You tap, put a 2 2 black vampire creature token with flying onto the battlefield, and then you have pay black, transform Bloodline Keeper, activate this ability only if you control five or more vampires, and then it flips over to Lord of Lineage, which is a creature vampire with flying. Other vampires you control get plus two, plus two, and then it has tap, put a 2-2 black vampire creature token with flying onto the battlefield. This card has jumped up 51% and is now chilling around $25.99, and the market price of it is about $20. Average price is $31. So there's sellers online trying to push it for around the $31 price, but people are buying around $20. Uh, the foils of this card is $65.49. And this is one of two printings, originally printed in Innistrad, but it also has a From the Vault Transform printing, which is market price around $20. Bucks. But there's average price starting to push up around 42 because that one is only in foil. So last week and the week before, I, I was starting to mention that with Crimson Vow com- coming out, uh, we should be looking at vampires more. And it is now shown that vampires are starting to make their increases. So if you want to make any kind of a vampire deck, now is the time. If you want to get a captivating vampire or you want to get a patron of the vein like those cards are moving up in price vampires are moving up in in preparation for crimson vow so just 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 be aware of that uh next in the weekly winners we have mystic gate it's a land that taps to add colorless or you pay either white or blue and tap it and then it adds white white or white blue or blue blue this card jumped up 33 percent now chilling at 28 dollars it's had a couple printings. This printing that we're talking about right now is the Double Masters, and then it had a Shadowmore. Uh, its original printing was in Shadowmore, and then a new Zenikar Expedition. Oh no, not new Zenikar. Uh, old Zenikar Expedition printing. Uh, both of uh, the Zenikar Expedition printing is ninety four dollars. The Shadowmore is around fifty dollars, and the Double Masters Mystic Gate is market price of twenty seven, average of twenty nine. Foil prices are around $45 of this. This card is moving up in price because of Aspiring Spike showing 
a blue white control i mean not even just blue white control just like blue white control really does it. it 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 helps filter land so that way you can be playing your faithful mendings your teferis and you can still be playing your counter spells your supreme verdicts and your archmage's charm because it makes double blue it makes a lot of the the multi pip colors easier to cast in these and mystic gate is just one of many you have cascade bluffs which is the red blue one and then you have twilight mire which is the black green one all these can be moving up in price because of having double colors and being important so quick rundown of the weekly winners now jb tell us about these cheap pickups so scourge of the skyclaves from zendikar rising sitting at six dollars and 23 cents and it looks like it's still going down the M21 print of Fable Passage is sitting at $5.99, and that's still trending downward. And thank you, Jumpstart Waves, coming in. Muxus Goblin Grandy is sitting at $9.44, and still trending downward. Speaking of Jumpstart, should we look up... Uh, Allosaurus Shepherd? Shepherd? Yeah, last I saw the other day, it was like 70 bucks. So up there. Yeah, but it's coming down. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying... 70 so is way there. better than 140 Market price is sixty one. Average is seventy. You can find them on TCG Player for fifty eight fifty eight. Yeah, there you go, Danny. You're getting closer. And if you want to be picking up that Allosaurus Shepherd at around I don't know fifty forty five dollars, go check out our friends over at TCGSniper.com. They're an amazing tool to use to get notified on when cards on TCG Player get dropped in price. What you do is you enter a card in that you want to be notified of. So let's say Allosaurus Shepherd here, you want to be notified when it drops to 45 bucks. Add that in, and then as soon as someone on TCG Player starts to sell it for that price, you'll get a notification either through text, Discord, email, and then you click on the link that it sends you. It'll take you right to that page. You add it to your cart, you buy it, and you're a happy Magic player. It does it also for price increases as well, like with Lord of Lineage, uh, Bloodline Keeper. If you're like... This card's going to be going up. I want to be informed when it's selling at $55. Enter that in. Same thing. You get a link, you'll jump, and then you can add it into your TCG player and you can sell at that price to profit as much as you can. If you go over there and create an account, mention the guys over at This Weekend MTG sent you, you will get three months free of their Plus program. Highly worth it. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last thing I definitely want to mention here is... Oh, two. First off, quickly, the midnight hunt prices are going down. Teferi is now Teferi that slows down the sun is like seven dollars, and a bunch of the werewolves are moving down Tovlar because like right now we're getting at like peak product opening. So if you're interested in picking up any of these Innistrad midnight hunt cards, you start looking for them right now. Now is a good time to start like, okay, I'm ready to start picking this up. And then aside from that, uh, we'll cover this more next week since we are going way over time the pioneer challenger decks just came out on friday and those are going to be affecting prices fun fact the lures in the or in the orzov aggro enchantment deck or whatever that one is the only companion card that has the correct printed companion text on the card now that one can have financial implications in the future so mention that here now no deck of the week this week. Nope. And I think with that, let's go into that and read. So thank you, all you amazing magic folk, for making it to the end of episode 110 of This Week in MTG. 
catch us out on all your favorite podcasting platforms like Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. You can follow us on YouTube and Twitch where we go live every Monday night to record the podcast live. You can be part of the chat and have a merry old time and stuff with us. You can find us on a lot of different places around the internet. Go check out our website, thisweekinmtg.com. It'll take you to links to find our Facebook or Twitter or Discord or Patreon, our Moxfield, all that other fun jazz. And a couple final thank yous. Thank you to our lovely patrons. Thank you, No Modifier, for becoming a patron big thank yous it's greatly appreciated i hope you enjoy that playmat and then love to give a big thank you as well to j-dubs sports cards and gaming now do you guys got anything else to say nope and with that we'll catch you guys next time see ya hey google how big is my cock shut up <laughs> <laughs>